Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 106 of the Whatnots Review Show, where each week we have a different story to talk about. Could be a comic book, a movie, manga, something else. Who knows? We rate it, watch it, come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. This is my actual 100th episode. It we is. We celebrated the show's 100th episode some weeks ago, but there are five that you did without me, because there were three that happened before I got here, and mm-hmm. there are two you did with Jess Beaver while I was in the middle of moving. So right. this is 100 for me. You are correct. How does it feel to be 100 episodes <laughs> old? <laughs> I, I feel old. Uh, the, the gray hairs are coming more every day. <laughs> there you go. I, I am very sleepy. Okay. I, I uh, have not been sleeping well this past week, and last night was uh, no exception mm. to that, so... Unfortunately, I was like, I'm going to sleep in as much as I can before we have to record. Yeah. Then I'll get up. So that's where I'm at right now. I think it's going to be a good day for a nap. Ooh. Naps are good. Yeah. I took a nap yesterday. Nice. Yeah. Are are you a like 30 minute napper or are you like a three hour napper? I... It's one or the other. Like yesterday, I get up really early in the morning and I go grocery mm-hmm. shopping like as soon as the senior hour is over. And so <laughs> I got up early. I cooked breakfast. I went to the grocery store. I came back, unpacked and cleaned every grocery, laid down, took a nap, got up and made lunch. And by that time, it was noon. So- gotcha. <laughs> so I had a big day yesterday. Yeah, I was... I gave myself an hour and I, I think I only slept for like 20 minutes. Like I, I gotcha. it's like a doze or it's I am dead <laughs> for th- three or four hours. And those are the two kinds of naps I'm able to take. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> sounds like me. I, I, I like to do uh, the, the like three hour naps if I can, cause sleep <laughs> is fantastic, but you know, sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work out yeah it's like uh, you slept for 15 minutes and you're good just like Mm -hmm. i don't want to be good right now (laughs) disappointed (laughs) i want more (laughs) okay let's see here um this week we are talking about volumes one and two of black hammer this is a comic book series written by jeff lemire and art by dean ormston published by Dark Horse Comics. This is one that I have had on my radar for a while. It came out, I think, in like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Yes, issue one was 2016. Um, so I've, I've, I've heard good things for the past like four years, and I've just never dived in. And I, I, I like jeff lemire's like independent comics mm-hmm. stuff like that i've not read much of his like actual superhero stuff so i think this is a, like a good first step 
into that. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, if you've read some of his I- 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 indie books, here's some with superheroes, but they're yes. not really doing superheroic stuff. Mm-hmm. You kind of get bits and pieces, but it's not really a- about that. It's like, let's go no. punch the bad guy. <laughs> it's, it's not that, because that's, you know, what they say in all the, all of the oh i remember comics. all the times batman has said i'm gonna go punch a bad guy <laughs> don't stay up Alfred. <laughs> exactly so this was one that i pitched but melissa you you picked it yes what stood out about the this book i have been really impressed by jeff lemire the other times we've read something from him we read okay. pentona in fall uh 2018 which admittedly i don't remember specifically very much anymore but i remember that i liked it and then like last january or february we read essex county and that has really stuck with me essex county is a haunting book it's really good it's funny because you and i are kind of mirror opposites on that where i really like Plutona, mm. and I know I really liked Essex County, but I don't really remember Essex <laughs> County. I think I remember Essex County. Well, it's a story about uh, people being sad in small towns in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I read the whole thing on a day. It was it was January or February, and I was snowed in. Like, there was a blizzard. So I'm just sitting there on my couch. I was inside all weekend, and I'm just watching it snow out my window and I live on this very woodsy forested uh, apartment complex grounds. So it felt Mm -hmm. like I was also out in the Canadian wilderness. Oh, it was a time when like what I was, the media I was in taking and the situation I was in mirrored each other kind of. So I think that made Essex County really stick out in my head as like not just a thing I read, but an entire experience. That works. That, that, yeah. That, that 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 would make sense of like why why that one stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one, Black Hammer in particular, um, yeah, I, like I I I feel like this is a good mix of what you and I also really like in books. Yeah. Where I'm more of the like superhero comic stuff, and you're just like I want just a good drama. <laughs> Um, I do love superheroes, and there's nothing I love more than superheroes out of costume, like dealing with personal stuff in the aftermath of superhero action. Yeah, and so this book has your name written Mm -hmm. all over it. Uh, Now that you've read volumes one and two, what do you think? I really liked it. I dug this one a lot. This was one I was excited to get back to and keep reading every night yeah i i read the first volume i think wednesday and i liked it a lot uh the like comic book nerd in in me was like oh this is amazing this is Mm -hmm. so good because there's so many easter eggs um but then i read volume two i liked volume two a lot better um i still have my issues with the book uh, overall um but i i i really enjoyed this i think if you're a fan of superhero comics but you want something a little bit different mm-hmm. this is an interesting one to pick up because i i i think it's uh 
it, it, it it's not like I, it's gonna sound bad, but stick with me here. Okay. These are like knockoff superheroes. Yeah. But they're not at the same time. <laughs> like they, it's it's the right mix of stuff where it's like, oh, okay, I can see where he's pulling inspiration from Captain America or from Doctor Strange or from Adam Strange or characters like that. And it's just like, I can see the direct correlation, but usually when that happens, the Superman type character is literally just Superman with his name changed. Yeah. And and this is not the case. It's like two or three characters mixed in one with a completely mm-hmm. unique n- n- name where you still kind of get, okay, he's kind of like that ar- 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 archetype, right? But it's its own story, It's and it works out so perfectly. And I'm yeah. just like, this is really good. Like, I, I like is. what they've created here. It's a good sandbox. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really strongly based on all of these recognizable superhero archetypes the point of which is to like get you familiar like get in get your feet wet really quickly like oh i see Mm -hmm. this guy i get what he's about now like you know the superhero stuff already so that lets you get into the personal matters behind it while kind of glossing over a lot of the exposition because it's like "Eh, it's like this kind of guy you know okay now let's get going yeah exactly so i liked it a lot um, I'm ex- excited to get into it. Let's do a synopsis for yeah. people who might not have read it yet. Yeah, I uh, didn't even hear. I hadn't heard of this thing before you pitched it to me. Of course, I am not as into comics as you are. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. It was a fun surprise. The premise is cool. It is. It is indeed. Uh, so. This is about a group of superheroes who are trapped, and they don't exactly know if they're trapped in another dimension or Mm -hmm. what's happening. All they know is that they uh, were fighting a villain named the Anti-God. It was this, like, multiversal crisis. Uh, Just looks like a Galactus. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it looks like four things all mixed in into, into, into <laughs> one. Um, and this is where the comic book nerd in me is like, this is so cool. It's like four things mixed in one. <laughs> I, I do want your perspective on all these Easter eggs I'm not getting. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so they, they are hiding him and they save the, 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 the day. They make their final stand. And there's this big flash of light. And all of a sudden they are transported to this rural farm in a town, I think it, that was called Rockwood. Yeah, I I, I don't remember the name of the t- t- town, but they're transported to this town, and they're stuck there. They're stuck there mm-hmm. for ten years, and they don't really know if this dimension that they're in is only this farm that they're on and the town or if there's a wider world outside of that or if they're on the same earth just in a different location or if they're transported in time they don't know because they can't leave 
Like they've traced right. a perimeter. It's like we can go this many miles in any direction. It seems like the townspeople come and go. Like we hear about somebody traveling to another town. We can't leave. We don't know if the world is still outside of that perimeter or if we are in a pocket dimension. Exactly. So they're like Melissa suggested, it kind of gets the superhero stuff of like, oh, this guy's like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. And it, it starts to tell this very human story of people trying to fit in, trying to make a life for themselves. Uh, tr- like, do, do they s- settle with just being stuck in this town? Do they tr- mm-hmm. try and figure out how to get home? Um, and so it's, it's a, lo- a lot of stories like that and stuff like that. And it's good. It's v- very, very good. Mm-hmm. Do you want to add a- anything to the pr- premise there? Ah, I will say aesthetically, it it leans a lot on like golden age superheroes in terms of the art and in terms of within the narrative itself. The characters are kind of aware of these. They're like, oh, I remember fighting that guy back in the golden age. Like these ages exist to them in the history mm-hmm. of superheroes in their city. Yeah, I'd say, like, Golden Age through the 80s. Yeah, it gets up there. (laughs) Mid-80s. Through to the 90s a little bit, because there is a flashback where Abraham Slam is like, I gotta upgrade to keep up with the times, and he's covered in Rob Liefeld pouches. Yeah. (laughs) It's fantastic. In fact, on on that cover, the the issue where that happens jeff jeff lemire did the cover and instead of signing it jeff lemire he signs it lemire feld (laughs) 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 so it's good stuff there's tons of references and easter eggs to all sorts of stuff but we will get into that in just a sec when we dive into spoilers and all of that but first Let's do a little bit of housekeeping. If you did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at The Whatnots. You guys can go check them all out on our website, thewhatnots.com, or on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. Uh, If you guys like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us uh, for a dollar a month. Uh, or more uh, at our three dollar tier, we have uh, some exclusive content that you guys can check yeah. out. Which, by the way, Melissa, you and I kind of need to yes. talk talk about figuring out something because we said we were gonna do something, and we need yes. to get recording that. I'm ready. Let's um, put it on the calendar. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for some more exclusive content coming up down the road. Uh, But we would also like to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam for keeping the mics on. We appreciate it a lot. It helps us out. It really, really does. Uh, But that being said, I think that's about it for housekeeping. Let's see if my spoilers thing works. Come on, Schwartz. (laughs) Come on, Schwartz. It's not happening. Oh, no. Well, uh, <laughs> just know to beware. It, it, it will 
probably happen randomly from any point now until the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Russian roulette with the spoiler Ooh. alert. <laughs> well, just so. uh, hark, audience. Hear our voices. <laughs> hark. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's dive in. And let's let's dive into spoilers. So, what was the first thing that you noticed about this book, or what was the? Because th- you you said you really dug it. What was the first thing where you were just like, "Oh, I love this book. This is great." <laughs> I liked. It's a really interesting cast of superhero archetypes that they've pulled together. Because you've got Abraham Slam, who's kind of like. He's kind of like a Captain America if there was no super serum involved, if he just got that buff through training. Yeah. And he's got that kind of all-American good guy Red sort blood. of deal. Oh, there it is. Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Beware the rest of the superheroes. You have Golden Gale, who I really want to talk about. She's a really neat Shazam twist. You've got Barbalian, who's a Martian manhunter. And like everybody has seen... Like knows the 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 visuals and the name Martian Manhunter, but I don't know that much about him. So the fact that Martian Manhunter is one of the most important archetypes this book is drawing on is a really neat neat pull there. Well, and then you've got with with Barbalian in particular, his his, his like full title is Barbalian Warlord of Mars. So he's also kind of pulling on the like John Carter Warlord of Mars, Conan the Barbalian, which is where his name comes from, Barbalian. (laughs) I did. That's something I also dug was this mix of comic books, but also like pulp books like Colonel mm-hmm. Weird he's got some Doctor Strange in there but there's also like a big dose of Buck Rogers in there too yeah he's 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 more a- a- Adam Strange uh Flash yes. Buck Rogers yeah like he, he he's he's that stuff I uh one of the things that his character in particular reminded me of was when we covered Spencer and Locke which was oh, the spoof yeah. on yes. Calvin and Hobbes uh, if they were grown up to be like hard-boiled <laughs> crime detectives. Yeah. It's a fantastic book. Um, but it, it, they, they do some stuff with like Spaceman yeah. Spiff. Yes. And they kind of do, do that same thing with, with this character too. And I loved it. I was like, this mm-hmm. is great. I like this. Yeah. He's got Talkie Walkie, who's this kind of lost in space looking robot. And then you've got Madam Dragonfly, who's like kind of a Scarlet Witch, but also has a lot of old like Tales from the Crypt horror comics oh, to yeah. her. So I yeah. like that it wasn't like, we've got a Superman and a Batman and a Wonder Woman and a Spider-Man. Like the story picked really odd and unusual archetypes, like all ones you recognize, but not the major players you would think to throw together in a story like this. Mm-hmm. And um, exactly. Black Hammer himself is like a Green Lantern, which I always like to Mixed see. Mixed with horror, yeah. Cause yeah, he has the, yeah. And like the, the folk hammer. hero John Henry, you've got folk heroes in here too, kind yeah. of. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that's, that, that, that stuff is neat. I, th- I think the first thing that really 
made me just go, oh, I love this book, mm. was an Easter egg in volume one. But volume one is kind of like, like it, it tells you the like initial story of like, okay, here's the, here's the setup, right? But each issue focuses more so on one of the characters. Yeah. So it's kind of like an introduction to each character and their origin story and how they came to be where they are. Which on one hand, I didn't necessarily like that setup to volume one. Like if all you read is volume one, I don't know if that will hook you enough. Mm. It's still good, but it hasn't really gotten into its own story yet. Yeah, um, like there's, it's a lot of exposition and backstory, but it's not quite to mythology and mystery yet. That exactly. kicks in when Lucy shows up in volume two. Yeah, but, uh, well, like end of volume yeah. one kind of, but yeah, so I think, I think it was that, uh, that last issue or second to last issue of volume one, um, and they are doing the backstory of Madame Dragonfly. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, like you mentioned, there's a lot of like tales from the crypt, horror stuff, stuff, stuff. Uh, but there's two characters that come to see the witch. They're just these two redneck characters named Bernie and Lenny. Yes, Len, just Len. Just, yeah, Len. And I was like, oh, I immediately recognize who these people are. This is great. What an awesome Easter egg. Uh, and they are named after Bernie Wrightson and Len okay. Wayne, who wrote a bunch of Swamp Thing comics yeah. and did the art on that. And I was just like, this is great. Yeah, and I think it's Len that turns into a Swamp Thing, who I think exactly. they call yeah. Muck Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like... Knowing that, knowing that the, 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 their Superman type character is actually more a mix of Green Lantern and yeah. Thor is like I like that. Like I, I like how yeah. they're like just barely rotating the like what what you would think things mm. would be. You'd think it would fit in this one particular way, yeah. But it just slightly turned, and I was like, I really like that. I I think that was the stuff that to me yeah um, this story is an amazing balance of we're gonna pull things that you recognize and then we're gonna take all these recognizable things and kind of smash them together mm -hmm. and it's it's great it feels really original but it's got that familiar archetypal shortcut like really effective shortcut yeah. work to it like it doesn't yeah. feel cheap or too much of a, a spoof or a satire or anything yeah the only other things I want to mention in that kind of vein is that uh, Black Hammer, when he first like takes mm. over the powers and he lifts up the hammer, he gets transported to this location. He doesn't really yeah. know where it is at first, and it, it's a mix between Asgard and... I I forget what they call it off the top of my head, but the place that the new g g g g g g g gods 
are yeah. Jack Kirby's new g- 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 okay. new new gods because there's a spoof of Mister Miracle th- there uh, and and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, I like this. It, it's like let's take the Marvel version and the DC version and just mash them up and yeah, do this thing here. I like and, it. And like what that reminded me of is the. Uh, kind of temple where Shazam, where uh, Billy Baxter, Billy Baxton goes to meet Batson, the wizard yeah. who's going to give him the Shazam powers. And I like that they kind of pulled that out separate from the actual Shazam character. It's like we're going to yeah. take the whole Shazam mythos is there, but we like broke it up. So it's divided like 90-10 among the cast. Yeah, that was neat. Uh, and then the character of, uh, I forget, well, the like, Odin, all father figure yeah. there in that like new g- 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 gods mm-hmm. situation. I forget his 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 name, but he mentions Star that anti god. It's something real spacey. Yeah, it's like st- Starlock or something. <laughs> um, but he mentions that anti god is his twin brother, mm-hmm. and uh, then like you you see you see anti god and his face. Looks like Darkseid from DC Comics. Oh, but then yes. he has on the like Galactus looking hat. But this whole like multiversal crisis that we don't really get to see a lot of, we get mm-hmm. bits and pieces. That's like Crisis on Infinite Earths. There's okay. a whole thing with the sky turning red. There's this big flash of white light. The monitor and the anti-monitor. And his name is Anti-God. Yeah. So it's just like, they just had their crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> and this is what ha- happened to them. So I was like, this is really neat. And mm-hmm. I, I am a big post-crisis. You are. DC Comics fans. I'm just like, yes, I love this. This is great. (laughs) And I'm a big fan of uh, sad things and small towns. (laughs) So there's something here for all of us. I want to talk about Gail because I think she is the neatest twist on the superhero mythology that they are borrowing from. She was, she's the Shazam character. She's like a nine-year-old orphan. She runs away. A wizard gives her these powers. She transforms into the theater and it like an abandoned movie. Right. And I don't know (laughs) if that is specifically from something, but it feels like it is. And it's just a great setting in general. Like I was given a mysterious movie ticket and I go in the theater and there's a wizard on the stage. (laughs) So she transforms into the superhero alter ego who is also nine years old. But as she continues to age, the superhero alter ego, like she shouts the wizard's name, Zaphram, her alter ego is always nine years old. So she's fighting this big crisis as a nine-year-old. They get thrown into this farm. Everybody's stuck on the farm. Everybody's stuck in the town and they're stuck in the forms they transported in, kind of. She can't mm-hmm. change back. So she's like 53 years old in the body of a nine-year-old girl and she's been stuck like this for 10 years. She's she's She still has a smoking <laughs> Smokes, <laughs> drinks. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, you have to blend in, so fourth grade. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you. I, I think what's neat with that is I. All right, so 
I I haven't read much of Shazam stuff. Mm. Uh, I've just I know seen the we movie. That's all I know. The Shazam movie on one of our podcasts, uh, the Reactor Core. So go check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, I I don't know much about the like Shazam family. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know what their origin stories are exactly, but I liked what they did in this book where she is getting older and it's like, yeah. I, I kind of want to retire and like set other people up to continue this. And so she finds a couple other people uh, to like give some of her powers to and eventually she's just like, all right, that's it for me. I'm off to go make lovey-dovey with dr sherlock frankenstein my arch nemesis which i love as a name and the fact that she's been fighting this man presumably they've like grown up together and she's like hey this is the real me i see you've really cleaned up your act you're using science for the powers of good let's make out yeah i love that twist closely Yes. For a long time. <laughs> Want to make it closer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 good stuff. I I like what they did. I I I think the most emotional moment in this book came with her when she is at yeah. the point of just like I am fed up. I think yes. I'm g- going to tr- tr- try and basically care kill myself yeah. and go out gonna... to the boundary and mm-hmm. walk into this energy field we don't really yeah. know what it is with this and barbalian figures out what she's up to immediately and is just like i need you you're don't my do this. best and i was just like friend. i was like oh i love yeah. these characters they're good yeah i like them and she oh. kind of has a crush on him but he's like you're uh in the body of a nine-year-old girl and i'm an adult gay man alien (laughs) yeah yeah so that was an interesting storyline too where he yeah he is gay and he and they don't like it on mars either (laughs) like you see him back on mars and they're like there have been rumors about you mark marks and like you get the sense that like he is gay but you don't know if that's what they're talking about on mars like does mars care about that oh mars does care about that i I didn't know this existed on mars mars is also prejudiced against him and he goes to like 1940s earth and the same thing happens to him there poor man it's like dang it I, i can't figure this out um but, but yeah, like that, that was in, it, it, it was a good storyline. I don't know if I connected with that one as much. I, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I didn't like the p- priest. I, I, I feel like him. he's up to something. I liked him. And I took that as like, I was, I was surprised and disappointed that that didn't get off the ground. Cause like. I'm secretly dating the new town priest is such like good, juicy, small town drama. Yeah. And I really wanted to see that happening in the background of everything. Instead, the That's priest true. is like, I thought you just needed a friend. You know, I'm new here in town. I thought I'd make a friend here. This isn't what you're what you think it is. And Mark's like, 
I really thought I was reading your signals correctly. Are you sure there's something you're not telling me? So and I don't know if it's the way that the characters were d- drawn or what, but yeah, yeah, I I read that very differently. Like mm. I, re- I read it in the sense that yeah, Barbalian liked him. He thought he was like, oh. Maybe this guy likes me, but mm. I just couldn't shake the fact that I was like, that priest seems evil. Like, <laughs> what? Like, why is he looking at Barbalian like that? That's weird. Like, he has this evil look to him. And, and then, yeah, there's the whole mystery of that, like, well, we kind of know that people can come and go in this town, but they don't really mention it besides mentioning it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, here's a new character to the town. They just moved there. And I was just like, huh, I don't know. Like, something seems up here. I really like how they develop the town throughout book two and, like, the mystery of the town. Yeah. Especially when Lucy comes in and she's like, do you know where you are? And they're like, well, we know the name of the town. Like, do you know it's anything else? Ten years, and that's all you know. You didn't do any research, and so she goes to the library and she looks at books on town history, and all of them are blank. Yeah. At which point, you know, oh, there is something. It's not like, well, of course, there's Very something wrong. up with why were these superheroes sent to this small town? But then it's like, oh no, this is not a legitimate small town that people are supernaturally stuck in. The town itself is bad weird news with some sort of conspiracy going on yeah exactly and so, so i, I do have to, to say oh go ahead no, is it um it's madam is it madam dragonfly when she kills the sheriff she says i can't allow you to continue you're going to become a super villain i i i think it was more the idea that like you are becoming a super villain like you are yes. becoming an antagonist and we we don't want that no but the, it feels really purposeful like the way she says like mm-hmm. i can't allow you to become a super villain like there's some sort of rules here in the town that like anything resembling their old superhero life is like legitimately like consciously cut out it's like we can't have a super villain and there's yeah. all these conflicts that arise that I started to think more about as volume two progressed. Like uh, Abraham has got this relationship with the waitress and this sheriff is her ex-husband. And when Madam Dragonfly kills the sheriff, of course, Abraham is the prime suspect. And even the waitress, Tammy, is like, Abraham, I don't I'm not saying I uh, suspect you, but let's cool it for a little while. I know he was a jerk and I divorced him, but we were still mm-hmm. married for a, a long time. I I feel weird now that he's been murdered. I need some time to process this. So there's like this schism between the two of them. And then it seems like, is this priest legitimately interested in Mark? And then there's a the schism there. And then I start thinking about the way all the townspeople treat Gail. Gail, who is nine years old, running around stealing cigarettes and smoking and drinking. Everybody's angry at her like there is no nobody in the town who's like is she okay does she need help like nobody's concerned for gail they're just angry at gail 
And I wonder if there's something in the town where it's like you are not allowed to prosper. You are not allowed to be heroes in anybody's eyes here. You are not allowed this, the sympathy and the, uh, you know, the town warmth that you would have had back as superheroes in Spiral City. I'm like, are these separate individual accounts of just people not connecting, not engaging, like not sympathizing with our main characters? Or is there a, a plot reason where it's like all of these things are happening at once? You have no allies here. Yeah. Uh, so I do have to say that I also read volume three. Oh. Um, I won't spoil things. I won't talk about things past volume two, but I do know a lot more of what is happening. Um, so if it like volume three serves as a, like a big reveal of what is actually happening. And it's, it's a good mix of like, Hellboy comics mixed Ooh. with uh, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. It gets weird. I did get um, Doom Patrol vibes off of this thing for sure. Yeah, so it it dives more into into that, um, and it's it's very good. I liked it, but yeah, is that also on Comicsology Unlimited? Yes, volume three okay. is. I don't think volume four is, though. Okay, because after I finished reading volume two, like the next thing Comixology recommended to me was like, here's the individual issue of issue one you can download. So I'm like, I thought they do like, that there sometimes, yeah. Okay, I thought there must not have been a volume three out yet because otherwise Comixology would have said, what, read this next. No, there, so there, so we read the first two volumes it was black hammer and uh let's see black hammer age of doom mm -hmm. i think is is the the two that we read there and then kind of in between those jeff lemire put out a bunch of like spin-off oh. titles uh there is a sherlock frankenstein and the legion of evil four awesome. issue miniseries yes uh, four whole issues dr star in the kingdom of lost T tomorrows there's Ooh. that one there's uh like some free comic book day sh mm. short stories um let's see there's also The last big notable one I'll mention here is they did a Justice League Black Hammer crossover. Oh. Um, and and they've done some stuff like that. There's a Colonel Weird miniseries, a Barbalian miniseries. Like there's there's all sorts of stuff. Um, or I, I guess the Colonel Weird one is coming, and the Barbalian one is coming. Twenty twenty. Some sometime that might end up being more like twenty twenty one with all the coronavirus stuff, but uh, who knows? But yeah, so there's all of these like little spinoff series. I I don't know what they go into. I've I've not read them, but yeah, the like Black Hammer Volume Three serves as the like big reveal of what is actually happening in the town. Um. So, well, I, I mean, I guess I haven't read volume four, so maybe there's another twist on top of that. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, 
Seems plausible. You're on to something. I will say that. Nice. Um, the one uh, I I think, yeah, it's also important to note that who who was the character that kept saving them from all of these things when uh, uh, Gale got in trouble at school and got mm-hmm. caught smoking? Who was the one that bailed her out when the uh, police officer starts being like following them and starts being more yeah. of an antagonist who's the one that kills them something is up with madam Dr- dragonfly yeah because um, we also know that when lucy shows up the first thing she does is erase her memory oh yes that's the end of volume one. And that was, I was just like, what are you doing? Why, why would you do that? That makes no sense. And then she's just like, I have no idea why I'm here. I also want to talk about Colonel Weird. Because there's yes. something weird with him too. Yeah. So I liked his character a lot. He mm-hmm. is, he, he's stuck there and he is... He's the character that deals with like these tiny pocket dimensions and all sorts of weird space stuff. And it's basically broken him. Yes. In 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 the, the in the sense that it it like he can kind of see the future. He's like I've seen how this works out. This is not what we need to do. Like you know all, all, all of that stuff, but he's so far gone that he like he thinks he can't tell people he thinks they won't understand because he also recognizes that it broke him and he doesn't want to burden them with this stuff he's like i've done some dangerous things and it's messed me up i don't want to have that happen to you um and so I I, 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 I don't know. Like I, his on on one hand, I feel like his character has become useless. Hmm. But on the other hand, like he, it, like in his own way, he is trying to protect them. Yes. And being like, I, I wish I could tell you this stuff, but I really can't because look at me. This is what will happen. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, it's not good. Yeah, like his mind is so scattered and like Mm -hmm. it seems like he's not really in control of where he is at any given time. He'll just like float through a wall and he's like, I guess I'm here now. (laughs) Like his his entire being is just operating on a track he's not in control of. So like what he does have the, the faculties and the resources and the presence of mind to say to somebody, he really thinks it's a bad idea because he like he has knowledge no man is meant to have. Like, he has encountered, Mm -hmm. like, true cosmic ethereal horrors. He's like, this isn't for anybody. I saw my girlfriend split into multiple layers, skin, muscles, bones, just, like, splayed out like a body world's exhibit floating out in the parazone. It's like, nobody needs this. I'm just going to wish you a nice day and keep floating through the wall. Yeah. Um. Or, or he'll end up saying something that turns out was 
from a past conversation or a future conversation and and they're just like what are you talking about like this has nothing to do with what's happening right now in like some lore or like some book somewhere there's a version of merlin like classic old king arthur merlin where like he lives his life backwards so like he knows things like he's lived things that haven't happened yet and he doesn't know how to interact with the people around him like uh what clues to give them or if he gave them clues would they understand does this rely on information they don't have yet huh i have never heard that one i think interesting (laughs) I hope I didn't make that up. There's one story somewhere that is a backwards Merlin, but I don't know what the story is or how old it is or if it's like respected. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's part of Arthurian canon. Merlin lives backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite characters, Mm. though, because he just seems he seems so tortured and there's nothing he can do like for Barbalian. Like, there is stuff that he can do. Like, sure, mm. he got rejected, but, like, there's at least a conversation he can have. There's someone he can go to yes. <laughs> to help him him out. And even with Taki who was his sidekick for a long yeah. time, he can now no longer connect with because he's just so broken. Yeah, and, like, you... You would imagine a robot would not be haunted by a horror in the same way another person or humanoid type entity would be, but still he doesn't talk to her. Like they've still got an emotional bond, but yeah, he's not, she doesn't travel with him. He's not letting her in on anything. Mm -hmm. I love talkie walkie. Like she's not in it very much. I love that. It's just this robot that they have around the house and it's not until like late in volume one that you find out that's a female robot. Right. Yeah. And she kind of like had a crush on Colonel Weird when he was young and they were out adventuring through space together. It's really yeah. sad. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, a couple weeks ago when I was talking to you about Flubber for 20 solid minutes. <laughs> and, yeah. and, how, and how the Robin this was Williams. On the, ca- the captain's log. <laughs> By, by, by the way, you guys can go check check that out on our website, thewhatnots.com. The podcast, our general chat show where we talk about anything, and I wanted to do a deep, serious chunk on Flubber, because <laughs> like the Robin Williams mad scientist has this little female robot who's his lab right. assistant, and, and she is like pining for him, and she somebody's breaking into his lab to steal some of his science, and they shoot her, and she dies in his arms. Awful, but yeah. yeah. I wonder if Blubber was secretly an influence on Black Hammer. <laughs> Jeff Lamir, what were your influences on this book? Well, I really love superheroes and Blubber. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let's um, we we haven't really talked about Abraham Slam yet. Yeah, our main character. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of serves as the main character. Um, and he's what, he's what the most. Kind of, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say he's the most down to earth. Like, there's nothing supernatural, sci-fi, paranormal about him at all. He was just a little guy 
who trained a lot and got very strong and went around mm-hmm. beating people up in the city for the forces of good. And he's yeah. all, and he's now this like, oh, and he was, he was like among the earliest superheroes in Spiral City, it seems like. And like, there was a time where he's like, I'm too old for this. I gotta get out of the game. And now, you know, he has continued to age. He's a man in his like 60s or 70s or something. Just the sad old man. And he feels the most Essex County to me, which was a story right, about yeah. just sad, normal people and the regrets of growing old. I like that we had this very traditional, like, just melancholy slice of life story character as like the the central point that all of the weird stuff operates around. We've got one just sort of like, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a guy. I, I'm, I, I'm big. Yeah. He's, he's the one that was kind of least effective. Like he mm-hmm. basically got what he want in this, but mm-hmm. he was like, I want out of the g- 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 game. I just want to live a normal life. And boom, now all of a sudden he is living a normal as normal as you can be. Yeah life where he is farming he's like okay be back in an hour dinner's at six yeah right? you know like he he's the most fine if they don't get out of this dimension he's just like mm-hmm. well this is kind of what i wanted so he's he's interesting because his with his backstory as i just trained and got very strong mm-hmm. like Gail was bestowed with powers. Um, it was a Joseph Henry. Like what? What is Black Hammer's real name? That I don't remember. That guy. He's <laughs> like he was a man. He was just like he was a social worker. He worked at a soup kitchen, and then like an alien falls down from the sky, like in Green Lantern, and now he's got these powers. He was bestowed with powers. You know, mm-hmm. they're bestowed with powers. Uh, Madam Dragonfly bestowed. You know, uh, Colonel Weird kind of. He's like a space officer, but he goes out there and like he finds grander things. Barbalian yeah. alien has special alien powers. Abraham Slam is a guy who just chose to like, I want to get stronger. I want to help people. Like he had to make the greatest leaps to go from normal person to superhero. Like he did it of his own accord by his own choice because he wanted to. And so he had this major Picked struggle. Picked himself he up put- by his bootstraps. Yeah, he did the most work to become a superhero. And it's interesting that now that they're stuck in the simple life, he so quickly is like, okay, simple life. All right. Like he just falls back into doing it so quickly. You would think that the person who fought to become a superhero would fight to become a superhero again. And he is just accepting of the small, quiet farm life. And he wants to, like he has aspirations of settling down with Tammy but he knows, that, like, he tells her over and over again. He's like, it's complicated. Like, it takes forever for him to bring her to the house for dinner. And she's like, how about I spend the night? And he's like, how about if I come over to your place where yeah. we're not going to have an old man float through the wall? <laughs> and say some, like, weird offbeat yes. thing. And there's not going to be a nine-year-old chain-smoking and drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a robot making eggs in the morning. <laughs> yeah. How do you like your eggs, Tammy? <laughs> uh, yeah, like I, 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 I liked his character. He, he was just like, I, yeah, I, I, I think he was also one of the characters that I don't know if I could connect with as much. Mm-hmm. 
but I think he was a good driving force for the like human side of things. Like yes. he was the one that was he, he he wasn't really actively doing this, but I I felt like he was kind of the one that was calling people to just like you know what let's calm down. The situation yeah. is not that bad. We can live. We can survive. Mm. We have to blend in and ch- change some things, mm-hmm. but we can make this work. And then they're all like, "You can blend in. I'm an alien." <laughs> She's like, "Well, I'm he can transform into like a, a big Mister Clean looking guy." I mean, if 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 he puts the suit on, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but like still, like it's like he he was the heart of it yeah. all, but. He's a, a heart that is lonely and sad, mm, but, but he's cont- still content with being there. Yeah, he's optimistic. Like everybody else is really kind of resigned to their fates. You know, some are like Yale are taking it like very, very badly. And he's like, no, we can make a life here. We should be happy. We are still alive. And that Black Hammer went and like flew into the force field and it told us there is a force field like it's bad that he's dead but now we know and we're not dead because we didn't follow his example like he is somebody who finds the brighter sides of things like he has the most heroic spirit to him still even if he's not doing anything super heroic he's still got that like teamwork like let's all help out let's support each other let's help each other let's believe Mm -hmm. let's be grateful for what we have what we're able to do Let's believe that we can find a way to work through everything. He's a peacekeeper. Yeah. He's a good center point to everything. I think. And he's like the intro character. He's like the character we get to know first mm-hmm. in like issue one. And I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Just normal, sad old man. Sad, but optimistic old man. Uh, and then his family of angry permanent nine-year-olds and aliens and robots and floating men etc personally i don't think i would call him optimistic whereas he he's more content in my yeah he's not necessarily hopeful that they're gonna figure it out or make it you know find a way home but he's 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 okay with where yeah. things are are at if 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 they don't get out well i got the simple farm life that i mm. wanted so. yeah like barbalians angsting over asking out that priest like oh does he like me should i do it and abraham's more like i like tammy i'm gonna ask out tammy like he worries about yeah. it a lot but he goes out there and he he does the thing yeah indeed how did you how did you like Tammy? The I did. like local waitress at the di- diner. I liked her too. She seems like a pretty well-rounded character. She could be a little bit more stock archetypey, but oh, she's got something to her. She's really she doesn't take guff from anybody. Like she's really tough, but she's not aggressive. She's very understanding about the whole family. Like she's a lot of patience with Gail. She's more patience mm-hmm. with Gail than a single other soul in the town. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think she's maybe one of the best characters in the mm-hmm. sense that this is really where the human stories shine through. Yeah. Um, just in her relationship with abraham just this whole idea of like i'm 
dealing with my ex-husband, who's not really my ex-husband yet. Mm-hmm. The paperwork isn't final. Yeah. Um, but like it's it, it's we're basically separated. It, it's gonna mm-hmm. happen soon. But he's still in love with her and all of that stuff. And like there's just this drama that is 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 there that I think really grounds the story. But she also comes with this wisdom when she finally meets abraham's family these other superheroes and she's just like family is supposed to be crazy and wild and you don't get along with them all and they might say something stupid or you know and and she's just like i i actually like them yes they're fine. Like you had nothing to be scared of. Mm-hmm. So st- 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 stuff like that, I think, really grounds the book, especially mm-hmm. because we we didn't get as much with the barbarian priest mm-hmm. storyline. We got a bit, but not the same amount, right? Yeah. Um, I I think if we had seen more of gale and sherlock frankenstein Mm -hmm. that also would have grounded it more but that's that's one that we see in a flashback Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like that happened 10 years ago yeah so wild stuff Mm -hmm. good stuff yeah yeah let's see what else what else do i have anything that i wanted to say about this book oh you you know what happens for at least several more issues but there's a lot i'm curious about i really want to get back to madam dragonfly and her whole backstory how like the story shows us like oh yeah she had a baby with muck thing and the baby died and we're not gonna tell you why because it's like some stories are too terrifying to behold like that issue of her backstory is kind of like this this like horror comics narration to it of ah dear reader let me spare you the sights that will haunt your soul was that a kid that she had with the muck thing or was that her original baby because what we see originally is this woman whose baby just died Mm. she goes to this witch and she's like the classic old wrinkly witch with the long yes. nose and, and stuff like that. Um, and she makes a deal with this witch that she will become the new caretaker of this mysterious house, which then turns her into the witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's not as old and wrinkly, but she is now the, the witch. The original witch can go free, but it seemed like the witch kind of took the baby or like the baby disappeared and okay. she didn't get had it back and that was part of the deal like you will get your child back later on yes so i was yeah. wondering if that grave was just her resigned to i guess i'm not getting my baby back <laughs> chilies yeah. baby back I my baby back baby back baby no, back. i think when the um <laughs> When she first inherits the cabin, I think like the like the corpse of her baby entirely disappears. 
Doesn't mm-hmm. I might be wrong about this, but that's the way I think I'm remembering it. Like she wouldn't have anything to bury at that point. She just looks around, she's like, Where's the witch? Where's my baby? And the witch is like, eh, you'll you'll get the baby. Uh, just just you wait. You will get the baby in another form. Meet in me later. at Chili's. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh she gets pregnant with Muck Thing's baby. And like then the narration's like, but there's two stories too terrible to behold or something I must like have that. Missed and that then panel. you see her kneeling down at the grave and it's a grave and it's like covered with thorns and things like that. Oh, maybe it just looked like if your dad was a muck thing, that is like the legacy you would pass on to child. Like let's drape like moss and thorns and things over this to remind you of your father. And then muck thing is theoretically maybe out there. This is something I was really not expecting. Like you see, here's the farm, here's the farmhouse, there's like the barn where Talkie Walkie works on things. And here's this little cabin where Madam Dragonfly lives. And you wonder if like she adopted that cabin after they moved there. And then you find out like she inherited this cabin from the witch. And it's like, oh, they must have been transported back to like where the cabin is. No, she goes from her cabin. Came with them. Yes, she goes from her cabin to Spiral City to help out fighting the anti-god. And then when they're thrown into this random farm town in the middle of nowhere, the cabin is there waiting for her. The cabin traveled to meet her. It's really interesting. Yeah. I I don't think Muck Thing is out there with them. It's it's no, ambiguous, I mean, like, but like... But like she leaves Muck Thing to go to Spiral City. She goes from Spiral City to this little farm town. So Muck Thing is ambiguously possibly still out there the same way like Sherlock Frankenstein or anybody else is still out there in like that real world that it seems like they have left. Yeah, I I guess I was thinking more of like on the farm in the town. No, he's he's in, you know, the swamps, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that cabin is strange. Yeah. For sure. It's a weird one. They keep mentioning, like, it's one of those houses that look small on the, yeah. the outside, but you go go in, and it's like, there are too many rooms in here. Too many <laughs> like, doors. Yeah. And, like, Lucy's going to go up and talk to her, and she's about to, like, knock on the door, and then a big eyeball just peers yeah. out the window, and then Lucy's like, I'm leaving. Uh, and perhaps I will call upon you another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that stuff, that it's just, like, in in the middle of this, like, normal rural town, yeah. there's just this, like, weird cabin with a giant eyeball inside yeah. it. And a, and a witch who lives there. Um, yeah, that's, that's really funny. She's a good character. Stuff that I would like to know um, more about. I, like, I, I, I want to see more of Spiral City and what yeah. happened there. Because Lucy is really the only character that we get Yes. after the events of the c- crisis. She is like, 10 years down the road, I'm now an investigative journalist. I'm mm-hmm. the lowest lane figure. Yeah. But my dad was the original, or not the original, but my dad was Black yeah. Hammer. And I believe he's still alive. And I'm going to figure it out. And then the X-Files. Right. 
Yes. Goes. And that's about all we see. Then there's this probe that Walkie Talkie had sent out and it crashes on. I don't remember where, if it was in Spiral City or somewhere else. But she finds this probe. She goes to this like astronomer that was like. NASA can't see this thing, but I have instruments that NASA yeah, doesn't yeah. have. My telescope is bigger than NASA's. Um, <laughs> but it, it, there's like there's like a gateway there. Look, and she's like, "Yeah, there's a gateway there. That's weird." And that's basically all we get of what happens in Spiral City afterwards. I would like to know what is happening in Spiral City now. Yeah, have they really moved on? What is Dr. Frankenstein up to? Is he like heart yeah. broken that Gale has is now gone? We know the uh, uh, other I, I don't remember their names, but the like Marvel family version. They're all dead now. Yes. Um yeah, like or our... at, at least at least that's what we we think cuz it's like we we know a lot of superheroes died fighting this thing like this was the last stand that these mm-hmm. superheroes <laughs> did so it's like we don't know who's still out there what's happening um so yeah that's one thing that i would be in interested in finding out more yeah of. Is there, were there, was there a next wave of superheroes? Was there any like low level, like street level heroes that were around back then, but weren't a part of the anti-god fight? Because they're like, I'm just like a daredevil type guy. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just down here on the ground, like making sure like bystanders are in safe areas. (laughs) Like, is there somebody left? Did new people crop up? I'm curious if Lucy's mom is still alive. I would right, assume yeah. so because they don't tell us that she's dead, but who really knows? Yeah, who's out there like pining and looking for these superheroes? Yeah. is What's Mars up to? Was Mars ever like, where did Mark Marks go? Should somebody check on him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's lots of good stuff. And I enjoyed volume three. As well, I would love to check out volume four and then some of these sides jewelries. I'm sure some of that stuff is in there, maybe. Yeah. Or at least we get we get glimpses of what's happening. But like I kind of mentioned earlier, Jeff Lemire is still making stories within within the stuff. I do want to point out this, that Colonel Weird miniseries that is supposed to be out in 2020 sometime mm-hmm. uh, is written by Jeff Lemire, art by Tyler Crook, who did Harrow County, which we did an episode on, and his art was fantastic. God, what so. a team up. That's going to be so spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Just so much disembodied skin. Oh, skin boy. Skin boy. Good stuff. 
Good stuff. Yeah, I I I like where this is going a lot. Um, it's it's this is one of those neat things to see because you don't see very many superhero comics outside of Marvel and DC that make it big. Yeah. Right. Like you like you might have like a smaller book and that's really cool and it's just this person's take on you know something Mm -hmm. but not very many of them like make it i think to this level of like it's hit the mainstream it like Mm -hmm. within the comics world you have this you have invincible and Mm, and then you have all of um valiant yeah comics which is just that's what that publisher does it's like hey we have superhero comics and they're not marvel and daisy but we don't publish like 60 books each mm-hmm. each week it's like we got eight books you can keep month. up it's good yeah um or like this where it's like we, you have the volume that i give you and that's it and it's like that's I like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I like the world building that they're slowly making, and then yeah. all of these like spin-off things. I'm just like, this is good, good stuff. Yeah, stuff indeed. Uh, do you want to move on to recommendations? Yeah. Okay. What What would you recommend <laughs> to someone who liked this book? Uh, if you like the sad small town parts of it read essex county uh you mentioned mm-hmm. harrow county that's great if you just want more spooky they give you like the colonel weird and madam dragonfly side of the story with a little bit sure. of like yeah. the small town i'm what life exists for me outside of this farm read harrow county doom patrol i feel like doom patrol i've mentioned several times as a recommendation i've also mentioned thrilling adventure hour so many times but like there is a uh, a story in Thrilling Adventure Hour called Sparks Nevada Marshall on Mars and like the alien designs because this is a podcast, but it also had like some comics and graphic novels adapted from mm-hmm. it. Like the aliens have got the same the Martians have the same little antenna that Barbalian has. There's a time travel story called Colonel TikTok in there, which Colonel Weird immediately reminded me of. I feel like I always talk about those. I don't think I've ever brought this up before. This makes me long for some Twilight Zone. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, like because there have been Twilight Zone. There's at least one Twilight Zone episode of. Yeah. I woke up in this small town. Everything's weird. Is this purgatory? Am I dead? Am I stuck here? Right. There's a really interesting episode of Twilight Zone. I'm just going to tell you the whole plot. Uh, spoiler alert for a, a TV show that aired in 1965. There's a man who's a, a criminal, and he's sent to this experimental, like, you're in solitary confinement on the moon. We've sent you to the moon. It's you. You live alone in a shack on the moon. Okay, this is maybe too inhumane. You're too lonely up there. We've sent you this robot woman, this android, to keep you company. Mm-hmm. Years later, it's like, hey, pal, your your sentence is done. You know how much time has elapsed up here? Your sentence is done. You're free to come back. Come back to Earth. No more jail. No more moon jail. And he's like, well, I must bring this android woman as I have fallen in love with her. It's like, no, she's an android. She weighs so much. She's all, she's all metal. You know how heavy she is? We don't have the weight to bring her back on the spaceship. You have to leave her here. <laughs> so he's forced to go. Like, he's lived this 
it turned out to be a great life, him and this android woman up on the moon. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, no, you have to come back to Earth with us. We're not leaving you up here. We can't legally leave you up here on the moon. You're coming back with us. She stays here. She has to stay here. You know, she can keep the next mm-hmm. prisoner that we send to moon jail company. So, like, he, he has to go back to Earth without his robot moon wife. Yeah. That's a good one, indeed. Uh, I, yeah, also wanted to give a shout-out to another Jeff Lemire book that we covered, Plutona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Because that one is more, like, stands by me mixed with yes. superheroes. Yes. The kids find the dead body of a superhero in the woods, and they don't know what to do with it so it kind of has that like golden age superhero comics mm-hmm. but then there's like that rural life of just like kids find a dead body in the woods do we poke it with a stick like yeah. what do we do with it um so yeah the, 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 there is that one i would also re- recommend uh checking out crisis on infinite earths if you want more superheroes mm-hmm. he- dealing with a multiversal crisis so you can understand what this book is pulling from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very dense book. There's going to be a lot of characters you don't know and don't under understand, but I, I think you can get the gist of what is happening here. And then as a follow-up to that, uh, which mm-hmm. I, I think is maybe more so my recommendation than... than um, crisis on infinite earths but to kind of understand it you kind of need to have read crisis is grant morrison's animal man that one is about a character named buddy baker mm-hmm. and he is animal man and he's not really a big time superhero yet he's mm-hmm. trying to make it into the justice league international uh and all of this stuff but Things are just weird and things end up being very trippy. And uh, especially once you get into volume three and it starts being like, this is like Hellboy meets Grant Morrison meets all all of that. But it's just like, yeah, read Animal Man by Grant Morrison because that is a phenomenal book. Um, So, and I, 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 don't know if you read i think it was i don't remember if it was the forward or the afterword that jeff lemire yes wrote i did read that where, yeah where he was just like yeah i just love superhero comics yeah. and i know as an indie creator at the time it was like not an accepted thing to be like i love superhero comics mm-hmm. it was more supposed to be like yeah down with the man take that marvel take that dc we're making mm-hmm. our own books uh but he was still just like but i still just really love super yeah it's like i love any comic i don't care where it comes from yeah and i i, I think that really shines through in black mm-hmm. <laughs> hammer uh, but I, I think something like Crisis or something like Animal Man, um, which, by the way, I know Jeff Lemire went on to write a- a- Animal Man for Ooh. DC uh, at at some point. I think that was in the New 52. Um, but so you might want to check that out, too. But especially Grant Morrison's 
animal man because it gets weird and trippy and what happens to these characters that got destroyed in this multiversal crisis and what happens to all of the stories that you knew and love that are now not canon and Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so yeah it's good i would recommend that all right it's pitch time it is pitching time and it's your okay kyle this week's theme is i bought a new tv and i want uh pretty animated things to watch on it because i've just i've been broke breaking it in with some nice you know, full of great effects, visually dazzling live action movies. I haven't watched anything animated on this yet. Nice. I have only had it for two days. <laughs> so it's time. All right. So yesterday, first movie I broke in this new TV with, I watched Doctor Strange. And then immediately okay. after I watched Doctor Strange, I'm like, let's keep it going with cities flipping back in on themselves. Let's watch Inception. And after I watched Inception, I'm like, let's keep it going with weird dream nonsense. Do you want to watch Paprika? I knew it was coming, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Paprika is a movie uh, from 2006. This is a Japanese animated film by the director Satoshi Kon, who directed Perfect Blue, correct? Perfect Blue. Which we watched last year. Actress. My mind is blanking on the Uh, TV show. Tokyo Godfathers? He also did Tokyo Godfathers, which is a favorite of mine as well. What was the... TV show that you did, Paranoia okay. Agent, which we covered on an episode of the Whatnots podcast, which you can also find on our yeah. website. I, I had to go back through the back catalog to see if you'd already done Paprika. I was very we glad to not. see that you had not. I've, I've actually only seen Paprika once, and it was about a month or two months before Inception came out. Mm-hmm. And so when Inception came out and everyone was like, this is mind-blowing, mind-boggling, I was like, that was good. It's not paprika. That's good. (laughs) The basic description of paprika is that three scientists at the Foundation for Psychiatric Research fail to secure a device they've invented, which allows people to record and watch their dreams. A thief uses the device to enter people's minds and distract them with their own dreams and those of others. Chaos ensues. Uh, the scientists are assisted by a police inspector, and a, a, this says a sprite named Paprika, I don't know if that's an accurate description of who she is in the movie, a sprite. Uh, but they must try to identify the thief as they ward off the thief's attacks on their own psyches. Dreams, reality, and the movies merge while the characters question the limits of science and the wisdom of Big Brother. I have not seen this. I have seen a video about the movie. So I've seen bits and pieces of it, and I know the general concept of it, but I've not sat down and totally watched Paprika. All right. Pitch number two. Uh, Kyle, we live in stressful times right now. We do. You may even say it feels like life is like a hurricane. And you may even feel that danger lurks behind you. Kyle, we could watch season one of the new Disney version of DuckTales. This is the cartoon that's been airing on Disney Channel over the last couple years. I think this started in like 2017, maybe. Oh, man. Uh, season one is 25 episodes. 
I watched the first couple episodes of this when it first came out. It is very good. It looks I excellent. Heard great things. Like bright colors, like nice clean lines, beautiful backgrounds. It's so funny. <laughs> it is it's a great comedy and it's a great like family story. I'm not going to mm-hmm. you know pitch I'm not going to give you the byline of DuckTales. It's the same as the one we yeah. remember. It's DuckTales. We all know DuckTales. Yeah, really great sci-fi action adventure stories and comedy. And it just sounds like a nice, fun mood boost right now to oh, sit man. down and watch a ton of DuckTales. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard nothing but good mm-hmm. things. So you just made this very difficult already. <laughs> I keep saying to myself, what a fool you've been. What are you doing with your life that you have not gone back and... Now that you have, because like I started watching it and then it was difficult for me to keep up with because I didn't have Disney Channel in my cable package at that time. And mm-hmm. now that I've got Disney Plus and it's all up there, I'm like, what do you, you got to go back and finish DuckTales. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. then pitch number three, rounding us out again, just pretty animated things. Uh, I'm a little intrigued by this new Netflix show, The Midnight Gospel. I've seen... Uh-huh ads for this it just looks very brightly colored and legitimately trippy i've, I've heard <laughs> if there was ever a time to a stoner show yeah if there was ever a time to pull out the word trippy to describe something it seems like it would be the midnight gospel and i looked up these descriptions on imdb and because this is such a new show it's just got like a one sentence description like nobody from the audience has written a more thorough description yet so yeah. it just says Clancy, a space caster with a malfunctioning multiverse simulator, leaves the comfort of his home to interview beings in dying worlds. And there was one review of the show on IMDb, which says, Beautiful visually and in spirit. So much eye candy to consume that it almost distracts from the profound content of each episode. It is great for watching in bursts or individually, as each episode is self-contained. It is a psychedelic adventure for our protagonist. Recommended strongly. So I don't know hardly anything about the show, but uh, looks good. Looks pretty. Mm. Pitch number one was Paprika. Pitch number two was the new DuckTales season one. And pitch number three was Midnight Gospel. How many episodes is Midnight Gospel? Um, I think it's eight episodes and they range from like 20 minutes to I think the last one was like up to like 33 minutes or something. Gotcha. Okay. And DuckTales is 25 episodes. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I think I have to go with Paprika. Okay. Because, yeah, it's just. It's so wild. I've only seen it once, and this was years ago. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Inception came out when we were in high school, right? 2012. 2012? Wow, yeah. So I think I, maybe, I, I watched... oh, maybe 2011, heck. I just watched this last night. So I, I was oh, in... Oh, 2010. I was close. It's 2010. Okay, so we were just in college. Yes. I, I think, yeah, I... Uh, I, I was just entering college, and that was a decade ago. So I, I watched Paprika once a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Wild. Okay, yeah, and 
uh you you said if trippy should ever be used on on something it sounds like it should be used on midnight midnight gospel i can guarantee you paprika is gonna no i i know i know how weird it is it is i know it's one of those things mind fuck it's one of those things like any Grant Morrison comic that is on a level unto its own. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I have to do that one because, I, I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of Satoshi Kahan's mm. work, but his, his a lot of his stuff is also something that even after five or six times watching it, you're always picking up new things mm. and being like, oh, I get it now. Oh, I yeah. missed that. How did I how did i miss that it was right there so i i think i would actually like to dive into that one more and kind of dissect it mm-hmm. a little bit more i think that would be fun yeah let's do it i don't think we've done anything that extreme yeah and i'm really excited tree. to watch this like days after i've watched inception yeah yeah so it'll be fun it will be interesting next week Satoshi Kon's Paprika. Yes. Is what we will be watching. Uh, Melissa, mm-hmm. where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you guys want to stay up to date with our show, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. Go like, share, subscribe leave us a review on itunes if you like the the show that would help us out a ton Uh, the app i use for podcasts which is a podcast addict that has just added an in-app review feature that it didn't have before yeah there you go that would help us out a lot we actually got a a one star review a while back uh they were like i can't follow the show and i was like that's strange because i feel like we do a fairly good job of like this is what we're talking about this is the premise okay watch out here's a spoiler alert and then we it's it's like okay if you followed along with with this at home that's the whole style of our podcast then we we are happening so we are a little convoluted in our format and i will say that like if you were told beforehand, oh, they don't recap anything. They just go straight in and talk about it. You get it. But I imagine somebody who does not know that beforehand is like, this is Maybe. a bad recap. And we're like, no, we're not trying to do a recap of anything. Yeah. So help us even that out. Yeah. So if you guys can go give us some good reviews, if you guys like the show, mm. that would be super helpful. But with that being said... Let's get out of here. This has been episode 106 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.